They have. Well, if the accomplices get away with that bag of gold Peter Wilkes left, it ain't unlikely. These men ain't frauds. They won't object to sending for that money and letting us keep it till they prove they're all right. Ain't that so? Everybody agreed to that. So I judged they had our gang in a pretty tight place right at the outstart. And the king, he only looks sorrowful and says, Gentlemen, I wish the money was there, for I ain't got no disposition to throw anything in the way of a fair, open, out-and-out investigation of this miserable business. But alas, the money ain't there. You can send and see if you want to. Where is it, then? Well, when my niece gave it to me to keep for her, I took it and hid it inside of the straw tick of my bed, not wishing to bank it for it for a few days would be here. And considering the bed a safe place, we not being used to niggers, and supposing them honest like servants in England. The niggers stole it in the very next morning after I went downstairs. When I sold them, I hadn't missed the money yet, so they got clean away with it. My servants here can tell you about it, gentlemen. The doctor and several said, Shucks! And I see nobody didn't altogether believe him. One man asked me if I see the niggers steal it. I said no, but I see them sneaking out of the room and hustling away. And I never thought nothing, only I reckoned they was afraid they had waked up my master, was trying to get away before he made trouble with them. That was all they asked me. But the doctor whirls on me and says, Are you English too? I says yes, and him and some others laughed and said, Ha <laughs> stuff! Well, then they sailed in on the general investigation, and there we had it, up and down, hour in, hour out. Nobody never said a word about supper nor ever seemed to think about it. And so they kept it up and kept it up, and it was the worst mix-up thing you ever see. They made the king tell his yarn, they made the old gentleman tell his'n. Anybody but a lot of prejudiced chuckleheads would have seen that the old gentleman was spilling truth and the other one lies. By and by, they had me up to tell what I knowed. The king, he give me a left-handed look out of the corner of his eye, so I knowed enough to talk on the right side. I begun to tell about Sheffield and how we lived there, and all about the English Wilkeses and so on. But I didn't get pretty fur till the doctor begun to laugh. Levi Bell, the lawyer, says, Sit down, my boy. I wouldn't strain myself if I was you. I reckon you ain't used to lying. It don't seem to come handy what you want to practice. You do it pretty awkward. I didn't care nothing for the compliment, but I was glad to be let off anyway. Doctor, he started to say something, and turns and says, If you'd been in town at first, Levi Bell. The king broke in and reached out his hand and says, Why is this my poor dead brother's old friend that he's wrote so often about? Lawyer and him shook hands. Lawyer smiled and looked pleased. And they talked right along a while, and then got to one side and talked low. At last, the lawyer speaks up and says, That'll fix it. I'll take the order and send it, along with your brothers. Then they'll know it's all right. So they got some paper and a pen, and the king, he sat down and twisted his head to one side, and chawed his tongue, and scrawls off something, then they give the pen to the duke. Then for the first time, the duke looked sick, but he took the pen and wrote. So then the lawyer turns to the new old gentleman and says, you and your brother, please write a line or two and sign your names. The old gentleman wrote, but nobody couldn't read it. Lawyer looked powerful astonished and says, Well, it beats me, and snaked a lot of old letters out of his pocket and examined them, then examined the old man's writing, and then them again, and then says, These old letters is from Harvey Wilkes, and here's these two handwritings, and anybody can see they didn't write them. The king and the duke looked sold and foolish, I tell you, to see how the lawyer had took them in. And here's this old gentleman's handwriting. Anybody can tell easy enough he didn't write them. Fact is, the scratches he makes ain't properly writing at all. Now here's some letters from... The new old gentleman says, If you please let me explain. Nobody can read my hand but my brother there, so he copies for me. It's his hand you've got there, not mine. Well, says the lawyer, this is a state of things. I've got some of William's letters too, so if you'll get him to write a line or so, we can come... He can't write with his left hand, says the old gentleman. If he could use his right hand, you could see that he wrote his own letters and mine, too. Look at both, please, by the same hand. The lawyer done it, and says, 
I believe it's so. If it ain't so, there's a heap stronger resemblance than I'd noticed before, anyway. Well, 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 I thought we was on the right track of a solution, but it's gone to grass, partly. But anyway, one thing is proved. These two ain't either of them Wilkeses. And he wagged his head towards the king and the duke. Well, what do you think? That mule-headed old fool wouldn't give in then. Indeed he wouldn't. Said it weren't no fair test. Said his brother William was the cussedest joker in the world and hadn't tried to write. He see William was going to play one of his jokes the minute he put the pen to paper. So he warmed up and went warbling right along till he was actually beginning to believe what he was saying himself. But pretty soon the new gentleman broke in and says, I thought of something. Is there anybody here that helped to lay out my br helped to lay out the late Peter Wilkes for burying? Yes, says somebody. Me and Ab Turner done it. We're both here. Then the old man turns toward the king and says, Perhaps this gentleman can tell me what was tattooed on his breast. Blame to the king didn't have to brace up mighty quick, for it is squashed down like a bluff bank that the river is cut under.